The following program contains inflammatory language and controversial subject matter. Viewer discretion is strongly recommended. It's 4 o'clock in Los Angeles, it's 6 o'clock in Chicago, and it's 7 p.m. in New York City. Hello, everybody. It's Mad Dog Scipio, joining as I am each and every Monday and Tuesday by the pain in the ass herself. I mean, the mouth of the cell. <laughs> I mean, the pit bull. Amelia, the pit bull. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Really? How are you, Amelia? Doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. We are joined with the pastor with us tonight. Sign me up. It, it, it's okay, Pastor. Don't worry about it. It'll, it'll pop you right back on. So, Amelia. Yes. Tell everybody what this show is about tonight while I take care of Pastor Steve. Okay. We're actually going to be talking about, is your job worth it? So, it's going to be talking about managers and, of course, your job. Is it worth it having? Is it worth living with this job? Are you really needing to have the job that you're having? But uh, we're going to get into a lot of discussion regarding that. And, and of course, I'm going to give you my personal insight on what I have gone through on my job that I've had before or have had before and the one that I have now, because I, I think I probably told you guys a little bit about what I had gone through and the job that I have now, what I'm going through now, which is a little bit different. So we're going to be talking about that. And of course, Pastor Steve is going to be talking about, you know, his jobs that he's had as well. And we'll talk to uh, Mad Dog as well to see, to talk to him about what jobs he's had before. And was it worth it then? Was it worth it now? Would you go back to it? You know, things like that. And that's what we're going to want to do is to talk to you guys about that, especially now that the minimum wage has changed uh, in every state. And here where I live, the minimum wage will be going up, I think, I don't know if in a few months or next year to like 12 or 15 and a lot of people are making that now. So I don't know if you guys are wanting to demand a raise, but is it worth it to demand a raise? Will you get the raise? It's it's hard to say because a lot of places, even McDonald's are offering $20 an hour right now. And some of them say, oh, we'll give you a free this or free iPhone or something like that. Is that worth it? So we're going to be talking you know, about stuff like that right now. So uh, sorry about the echo. That we're experiencing that taking care of as well. Too. Okay, so anyway, sorry about that. The technical difficulties I was mentioning, you know, places like McDonald's, you know, places like that were offering you free iPhones, or they can give you free gifts, you know, like vacations, things like that, to uh, to even come even apply sometimes, or if you get the job, or they'll promise the you job, things, like that. things like that. Is it worth it? And so we're going to be talking about things like that, or maybe the jobs that you've had before, a lot of you have been at that same job for many, many years, and have retired from that. So what are you doing now after retiring? Is it worth retiring? Or would you wish to go back to that same job um, that you had before? Or would you stay retired? A lot of people have said, okay, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're going to come to Florida. Please don't. There's so many people here. <laughs> I'm joking. But no, uh, we have a lot of people that are up north that have a home here as well. And they say, well, we're going to stay up north for a little bit. And then they're going to come down here for the Christmas and in the winter time. And they do. They'll spend their time here for a little bit. And so uh, right now I can't hear them. So I don't know what's going on. So uh, 
Hello. Hey, there you are. Can you, I was going to say, what are you babbling about? <laughs> Just telling everybody about the show. This is what happens when you go in live, folks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I told them we had some technical difficulties, but we're dealing with that right now. Yeah, well, it's what's called shit happens. <laughs> this from, anyway, we're good. You can hear us yes, now. Absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, as he said, this is Pastor Steve right here. Hey, there he is. <laughs> Esther is with us tonight. I, and I'll the, be honest, I, and I, the pain that I have to deal with, Mad Dog Disciple. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, and in full disclosure, mm-hmm. my bad. I forgot to call Pastor Steve and tell him not to be here tonight because it wasn't his night. Well, it's a good thing he's here because he uh, also actually, was telling us some jobs it, he had. Well, actually, as it turns out, this could this could apply to the clergy too. Oh, yes, that's what I was telling everyone. It could apply to the clergy. Mm-hmm. Um, about do you like your job? Do you hate it? Who do you who do you like your boss? <laughs> he likes his boss. Well, but. it depends on where he's at. Particularly, it's not the boss itself; anyway. it's the church. You know, the people that well, he has to work with. Here's too. the thing. Here's the thing, and it's it's an interesting dilemma. In the the show, of course, we're going to call this "Is Your Job Worth the Money," but it may as well be called "Is Your Job Worth the Time?" Is it worth your aggravation and your energy? Um, and is it worth putting up with? There's a lot of questions we can ask ourselves about the jobs that we have. Um, well, the the jobs that some people have. I don't work. I haven't worked in 25 years because of uh, my back is broke and. Uh, and and that was and that wait a minute that happened when I was forty one. How'd you like to be forcibly retired at forty one? Mm. It's a, it's a, a not a pleasant thing to accept uh, that your working days are done at forty one. Some people would say, "Oh, I would love to have that." Yeah, I'm sixty four and went out of my fucking mind. Okay, I go out of my mind every day. Um. So we're going to talk, uh, we're going to have a look at some statistics tonight, too, but we're going to talk in general terms about uh, what it's like to work for people. And do you like your job? And if you had a chance to tell everybody, your boss, to, you know, F off, would you do it? Right. And so, you know what, Amelia, since <laughs> you are um, relatively new to your current position, You've been there, what, two two months, three months now? It'll be three months this month, yes. Three months, okay, this month. So tell everybody, because you got a story to tell, uh, and you told a little bit before on the show that. Yes. Tell everybody without giving any names, because we don't want you to get in trouble with your past or current employer. Oh, I don't care about my past employer anymore. So. I do. I don't want to be sued. <laughs> I do. Well, let's just say she has a familiar family member's name. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, well, just you know, use Smith and Jones, okay? Right. Here's what we'll do. That why don't you um, want to tell everybody what you came from and your circumstances there to hmm. how you ended up where you are. Well, yes. First of we'll all, it was uh, it was a a job that I had in Tampa. And I'll drink my coffee. <laughs> it was a job that I had in Tampa working for a collection agency, and mm-hmm. the the boss there, of course, was kept getting sued so much they had to change the name of the company, or he had to get the the name of the company into the manager's name, and then of course they could hire anybody pretty much that they wanted. Uh, but they still did a background check. But if you were if you had time in jail, as long as you didn't embezzle or, um, you know, steal from other people or did you didn't go to jail for stealing, then yeah, they'd hire you. Basically. They would hire you even if you did jail time. Yes. As long as it wasn't like financial, right? Correct. Because it was for a collection agency. Pastor Steve. Isn't that something? Yeah. Isn't that something else? I think that's, I, that's very telling in today's society. It does. Very telling. It is. And why then, don't you, um, why, I, you know what, Amelia? I'm going to pass you the comment on that. Yes, go ahead, please. He brings a different perspective to the well, comment. You know, 
I guess the old expression or the old adage, desperate times calls for desperate measures. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that. Oh, I do. That will, well, I mean, in every case, I mean, even in this case. So everything is basically permitted, but jail time. That is a real no no. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, wa it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like I'm saying, you know, how mm -hmm. far is too much? Um, right. Apparently, it, it's okay. You could do jail time as long as you embezzle money. Isn't that something? Yeah. It's just that that is that should tell you, Amelia. Yes. That should tell you the amount of importance that society places on the almighty dollar. It's the truth. Yes. Morality out the window. They could care less oh, about no that. more morality. You can't deposit morality. No. no. Nope. You can't write a check on it because yeah. it'll bounce. Integrity and morality are out the window. Yep. They don't exist anymore. No. Yeah. So go ahead, Mel. And then, of course, they expected us to have so many our numbers up a certain way. And, of course, we get bonuses. Or if they say, oh, no, we're not going to pay. We're going to sue you. But the person that called them ended up getting sued. So we had to pay any bonuses that we earned back. So we worked pretty much for nothing plus our hourly wage. Yeah. And it wasn't really worth it because certain days we had to work 12 to 9. And then the rest yeah. wow. Monday and then Wednesday through Friday, I would think it was just regular 8 to 5. But it wasn't worth it. Now, how did you Saturday. end up where you are now? Well, um, you were working for, if I, I'm not going to give too much of your personal mm -hmm. life away, but you were working for a medical. Uh, Someone I know had an appointment at this medical place and they asked them. Like a, a medical referral company, is it? Well, no, it's uh, like a clinic, basically. Oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. And so somebody I know asked them if they were hiring, and they said, yes, we have a call center that's hiring, because um, I did call a lot of call center. Yeah, I've been doing it for 20-something years. That was, it. My dad. And, that was it. You were taking phone calls and making uh, scheduling appointments. Yes. And, so they, and okay. so they said, yes, we have a call center that's hiring. They're going to have a hire event. Come Tell her to come a certain day. And mm. so I did, and they hired me right then and there. But of course, I yeah. had to wait a month to for everything to come back, you know, yeah. things like that, and do my test that we had to do our drug mm. tests, you know, things like that. And mm -hmm. I passed flying colors, everything. They got me hired, and I was there for about four and a half years. Yeah, mm. for the whole thing, and, and then and you left there very recently, you know, yes. uh, maybe. About three months ago, because you're yes, going to be because this past year and a half, mm -hmm. uh, the manager that I had before got a higher position, so yeah. she got her little nose buddy, I should say, mm. that was her favorite. Oh, sure. And everybody knew that was her favorite as the manager, so she was going to be under her. Yeah. And as soon as she did, she moved my desk that I was very comfortable at, a little corner desk in front of everybody. So as soon as you walk in, I showed you that picture. As soon as you walk yeah. in. It's right there. So as soon as she and her office is just right there. So she would try to see what yeah, she can catch me company. doing, try oh, to find me doing. Where does she tell you? Yeah. Or she, Pastor was just saying, it's funny mm -hmm. because you and I talked about this before mm -hmm. about showing partiality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, she did that too. What you went through with this, your oh, supervisor. Yeah. She would uh, comment stuff in Spanish in to me, even though she forgot that I spoke Spanish and said, oh, well, look at her. She's mad because she's got to do this. Uh, and I would say, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed and upset that you can't tell me that. Hmm. And you forgot that I speak Spanish. And she would hear me say that. Say, if you want to say something, you need to come to me and tell me. Now, you know? in the interest of full disclosure, Amelia is full-blooded Mexican and speaks fluent Spanish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she didn't want to be and, and, and just and tell me if I'm wrong about this. Amelia did not want to be the token Spanish on the crew that, that spoke to the you know Spanish calls. Right, because no. they have certain Spanish things that they no. have to say, certain words, or and then of course they get graded on, and I didn't want to fill those calls because they do get graded on. Because there's several yeah. different Spanish people that live here in Florida that it's hard well, to get yeah. the lingo. Well, Amelia, let's be honest about it. You live in South Florida. Mm -hmm. It's 80% of the population is Hispanic. Right. There's Colombian, uh, Colombian Puerto Rican, Cuban, Hispanic. Puerto Rican. Exactly. 
it's a mishmash of the, the mm -hmm. of the Latin America. Correct. Mexican, Puerto Rican, Cuban, uh, Colombian, Dominican, Cuban. They're Mexican. all and they all live in Ybor City. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Where they had that bad <laughs> shooting, by the way. Yeah. But it's uh, and now, so, by the way, your daughter owes me a box of cigars, damn it. I told her that. <laughs> She's like, okay, you mom. Tell okay. your kid I said. Where's my damn cigars? Yeah, she changed her. Her Steve are waiting. Yeah, I'll have the, one. Right. She even changed she, the wedding colors on me to emerald instead of maroon. She's a supervisor. <laughs> well, send some this way. We like cigars. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and she changed the wedding colors on me. Instead of maroon, now it's emerald green. So luckily I didn't get a dress. <laughs> but that's a different so, story. But so you end up working for your current company. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that she kept uh, like telling stuff on me trying to find bad calls on me just trying to find and then she grabbed me like this like put that away focus targeting yeah and she you know how they, they touched to me pinpoint people yeah mm -hmm. you know and and i don't like the whole idea of focus targeting because i don't care how you slice it or dice it it's discrimination yes. and it's profiling i don't care how you look at well, it. it is that's exactly well what and to the they they had, it's profiling. It exactly is. Right. And the higher ups at the uh, at uh, human resources or admin mm -hmm. were wanting me. They really liked me. They heard great things about me and they wanted me for certain things for behavior health. You know, they wanted mm -hmm. to move me up. And I guess she didn't like that. I like and, the fact that uh, human HR went the back for her. Yes. That's and yeah, come to find yeah. out that they, they had, uh, they told me that the manager and the higher up told me, oh, well, HR wanted to fire you. I went to HR when I went to code quit. It was the other way around. Yeah. They wanted to fire yeah. me. HR went up from, stood up from. Yeah, me. absolutely. And wow. now this job that I have, like I've told you before, I went from having a devil for a manager to an angel. I mean, I can go up to her and hug her oh, yeah. and say, thank you. I love you for this job. And she goes, you know, thank you. I love right. you too. Or anything like that. That's how we get along in that office. Nice. Pastor Steve Cassie, the rowdy red is rowdy joining rowdy. us. On a Monday night, I guess the pastor will be here tomorrow night with us too. Yes. Um, so listen, um, Rev, you are up. What do you think about all this craziness? The, the workforce. When was the last before the clergy? And you've been uh God, you've been part of the clergy for how long? Now? Almost 17 years. 17 years. Okay. I've been so. working for the church since I was essentially 15. I got my first position at Oakland oh. Baptist when I was oh, 18. Oh wow. And you're still there, right? Yeah, I started as an organist when Ain't I was 15 because I play piano, you know that. Yeah, so. oh, God. You play six or seven different instruments. Yeah. Yeah, I used I know. to teach music full time. Oh. Yeah. So I, I can tell you about that job. Well, yeah. let's talk about let's hear it. <laughs> I can tell you about, about being that. a priest, too, boy, and the pros and cons because every job has them. Well, let's talk about the pros and cons of teaching music. Oh, man. And, and you know, Sliding from the music field into the the, the pastoral ministries. Well, I can tell you about a situation why I didn't get my contract renewed over at St. Rosalima School when I taught there. Oh, I know that school. Go ahead. Well, I had a liberal for the principal who was my boss, and he hated me from the get-go. He already pinpointed me as a fundamentalist. Oh, Lord. Okay. Now, he was... Look, and there's no disrespect here because I'm very much open to everybody. Mm -hmm. But he was already partnered, if you know what I mean. Sure. So yes. nobody knew that in the school. It was nobody's mm -hmm. business, but outside the school. See, yeah. he was a lay teacher anyway, like many of us were, because mm -hmm. there were still nuns. This was a Catholic school. Mm -hmm. So one day I was watching the gym class, not the music class, but the gym class. Kids are running the track. And they're having a good old time outside here. Well, my station wagon was out there at my country squire. You remember the wood oh, panel? Yeah, I, I drove that thing. You remember? I remember. Yes, so, I remember it well. Oh, yeah. Well, one of the kids said, oh, that's Mr. K's shagging wagon. <laughs> and um, I saw, I thought it was the Brady Bunch. You know, with the shag market. <laughs> yeah. so, I guess very much. I didn't say anything. So one of the other teachers, who was another liberal, she hated my guts, too. I mean, again, this was like working in a, a den of lions, so to say. Yes. I like Daniel there in a, for an instance. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I get called into the principal's office, 
And he says, Steve, have a seat. Uh oh. Okay. And that, that woman was there, that other teacher. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I understand that the children used foul language out <laughs> on the playground today while they were running track and you didn't correct them. I said, nobody used foul language around me. What are you talking about? Not be knowns to me. Yeah. And she says, no, I heard it. They said shag and wagon. I saw Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. I'm like, what? I get called into the office for this. And I said to her, I said, woman, your head's in the gutter. My head's not even there. What are you doing outside the she school? She gives herself up. Think about it. Exactly right. She's saying, I saw the the spy who shagged me. Yeah, I'm like, uh, so I, and I even said, I said, you must have experience in that area. <laughs> yeah. I said it like that. No, I'm like, really, for real? <laughs> That's some funny shit. Oh, and, uh, my God. And I Jeez. said, I said, I swear, I said, I said, give me a stack of Bibles. That's what I said. I said, yeah, I, he's like, well, you would say something like that because you're a fundamentalist because I already was doomed because I had a fundamental Baptist background at that point. Mm -hmm. And he just, I was like, oh, and I'm the worst person he would want to face anyway, because right. of the type of, mm -hmm. and I didn't even do that. Like I, anyway, but he, they treated me, he was administration. He didn't renew my contract. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew devil horns and a tail in his book. <laughs> and he tried to find every other excuse why he wouldn't yeah. renew my contract. It was good anyway because God took care of me. Incredible. And during that time, um, I had worked at the Postal Service after that in Belmar. Mm -hmm. And I had a hell of a boss over there, too. And at Bill, I'm not going to use his last name, but he was a force to be reckoned with. We were um, sorting mail yeah. and throwing um, the boxes, you know, in different zip codes, sure. you know. Mm -hmm. And we, including me, we weren't working fast enough for him. He's ripping the boxes out of my hand and throwing it, and throwing it. Oh. It catches an attitude with me. I said, dude, I don't care if you're my boss or not. I said, I don't take this respect from anybody. Oh, absolutely. So. He actually wound up being cool when he found out I was a pastor later on. His whole demeanor changed because mm -hmm. that's when my ministerial duties started increasing anyway. But I've worked in the secular workforce mm -hmm. and um, I've taught in the school system, both with private mm -hmm. students, right. public school. Um, it's not so much the kids as it's, again, the administration. Yeah. I used yeah. to hear teachers badmouth the kids, calling them little bastards inside mm. the teacher's yeah. lounge. Yeah. And I, I actually confronted a woman one time, and I said, you know, you're in the wrong field. I said, and honestly, I don't want to be in this teacher's lounge. I would stay to myself in my classroom, and so already, mm -hmm. because I didn't want to join their gossip again. Yeah. yeah. I have a little experience in that regard. I did my, my college credits. I I sub I was a substitute high school teacher. That's a scary <laughs> fucking thought, but it's true. I was a substitute high school teacher in Haddon Heights High School. Mm -hmm. okay. in Haddon Heights, right? Haddon Heights High School, and I heard some of the most foul shit in that teacher's lounge. Yeah, that, man. Uh, these people are teaching your kids. They don't even want to. They don't even want to be there. No, they don't. No, they're there they, they, they want to be. I heard one woman say, I would kill my class for a drink right now. Oh, my gosh. That's that's pretty much how they talk. I'm, tell me if I'm lying. Wow. And that's public school and Catholic school. Yeah. That's, oh, and the Catholic schools are worse because they're suppressed. Uh, we're we're yeah. up for a commercial break. Actually. We are. We are. Oh, <laughs> you're on the ball today, Pitbull. <laughs> wow, she's on it. Hey, I want to start off with your favorite commercial. Watch that. Um. Do you have sweaty balls or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready balls. The Manscaped.com lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no nick head. So your head will function as desired. Enter promo code Wrestling Future for a generous 20% discount. That's enter Wrestling Future for a 20% discount 
Manscaped.com and wrestling with the future, going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com and the Lawnmower 3.0, your balls will thank you. And so will we. We are back with What's the Buzz, America's Best Podcast. Tonight we're discussing why do people hate their job? Actually, <laughs> <laughs> good subject. Is your job worth the money? Is it worth the time? Is it worth your is it worth your energy, your aggravation? Talk to me about that. Um, I'll share a little experience I had. Okay. Uh, I've been very fortunate. I've had this voice for a long time. In 1975, I went to high school during the mm-hmm. day, and I went to broadcasting school at night. And I was very fortunate. I was there for a year and a half, broadcasting school, and that was that was the term at the time. And I graduated there, and shortly thereafter, I graduated high school. I got a job when I was 18 at a radio station that's still there called WAYV in Atlantic City. <clears throat> And it was right around the time that Jimmy Carter had just become president. And this was probably now about 19, I want to say, 1978, 79. Yeah. And Jimmy Carter's presidency is starting to fall. Right. Right. And he's got problems with the Iranians and all this stuff. Right. And the hostage crisis. Well, I'm working a job at WAYV in Atlantic City. And I said something. It was not overtly political. Right. But I made a comment about the president. Oh, well. I got the phone call in my ear. Okay. Go to commercial. I go to commercial. No sooner did I hit the button for the commercial... A guy walks in the room. He says they want to see you at the uh, the program director's office. He goes, I have to sit in. That's how fast it was, right? Wow. With it, I mean, within not more than 10 minutes. Maybe five to seven minutes. I'm not even kidding you. The time frame was like five to seven minutes. That's how fast it was. And he says, um, I forget what name. Oh, I was calling myself Angie D back then. Mm-hmm. He goes, Angie, um, I have to pull you off the air for a little while. I says, what? What I do? He says, well, you you disparage the White House. I said, I didn't disparage the White House. How did I do that? Mm. Well, they we we got a phone call that you, that you said something over the air. I swear to you, they monitor this shit. People, mm-hmm. they do. Oh, yeah. Day. Even back then, First Amendment mm-hmm. means nothing, right? Oh, it actually means more today, today. than it did back then. Yeah, because mm-hmm. people were willing to fight mm-hmm. now for for First Amendment. Absolutely. So I said something, like I said, was just like quasi political. It wasn't even like overt. Yeah. Um, and it was all done tongue in cheek. It was you know kind of humorous, to be honest with you. Yeah. They didn't find humor in it, so I got pulled <laughs> off the air for disparaging the White House, the president. As it turns out, what I said ended up being true about Jimmy Carter. And so much so that when Ronald Reagan became president, they let the hostages go just because they hated Jimmy Carter that much. You remember Mm. that? Oh, yeah. The Iranian hostage crisis. You remember that, Amelia? I was through a little when that happened. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. You're just a little kid at the time. Mm-hmm. She was I like, remember hearing about it. Yeah. Um, check it out. The Iranian, the Iranian hostage crisis, 1979-1980. Iran held hostages for 444 days. Wow. I'm not even kidding. I can't make this up. That's horrible. 444 days and would not release them until the Americans had their election and Ronald Reagan was elected. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. When I tell you, Lord, you know I'm not lying. When I tell you to the minute on the clock, to the minute on the clock, 
as soon as 12 o'clock hit, he said, I do, you know, uh, so help me God, preserve, protect, and defend. That minute, I ran and let the hostages go home. That fast. Whoa. Golly. Okay? Horrible. Needless to say, I got a call back to go back to work, which I'm not stupid. Of course, I went back because the money was good and I was vindicated. And I worked in radio for a long time after that until probably 1995 is when I left radio and did, you know, more like kind of what I'm doing now. You know, I did a lot of motivational speaking. I did my psychic readings, a lot of them, a lot, a lot, a lot, because uh, I was doing that pretty much full time. And then uh, I did, of course, television and then more radio and I. I evolved back in the radio. Now I'm doing radio again. You know, this is a different form of yeah. radio, but mm -hmm. here we go. Yeah. You know, is, is there a job that you wouldn't want to go back to or had a real bad experience with? Besides with radio? That one? Yeah. I'll tell you what, what it was. Or like I'll, other labor? I could, I, could, I could pinpoint it right now. The politics. It was very, yeah. very political in Philadelphia. If you didn't know certain people, like the, God rest his soul, the late Jerry Blavitt, you know who he is. Yeah, of course, the Geeter with the, the Heater. The Geeter with the Heater, he passed on now. Mm -hmm. If you didn't know him, if you didn't know some of the some of these guys. Or Al Alberts. Oh, yeah. The, Alberts, mm -hmm. Yeah, God rest his soul, but he was a great guy. Yeah, he was. If you didn't know these people, then you weren't getting in. That's right. You know? Amelia, I am going to take a short break here. Okay. And um, I'm going to do this only because um, I want to put Tom McDonald on here. Oh, okay, great. I, I want to, uh, and I want to talk a little bit about our upcoming show tomorrow night. I'm going to let Pastor go for a few minutes. He <laughs> will be back. Go ahead, Pastor. Take care of what you got to do, right. and, uh, and I'll run this commercial spot. Step one, train the people only to consume. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use. Step four, separate the right from the left. Step five, separate the white from the black. Step six, separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made a lie. Step eight, put it on the news every night. Step nine, when people start to fight and divide. Take control. This is called situational design. Hey, Max, what's going on? I'm X, and from this moment on, I'm going to be your own personal AI DJ on Spotify. Let's go. Up next, I know you've been on a summer song kick lately, so I went back for some of your old summertime favorites. See if it warms you up. Next up, some of the music you had on a lot back in 2018. Do you think of me? <laughs> Walking out there. All right, Max, let's get you out of your feels and switch up the vibe. You've been into dance music lately. I got this brand new release to get you moving. Introducing DJ, the best of Spotify made just for you on Tap Away. Powered by AI. Made iHeartRadio the fastest growing music app in the U.S. Why? Because we connect you to all of your favorite music and radio stations in one free app. And this fall, prepare to take control of how you listen to the radio. Replay. That song on your radio you just can't hear enough? Immediately replay and sing along again. Save. Save the music you love on the radio directly to your playlist. Play. Search for and play any song on demand. Skip. Unlimited skips. Offline. Take the music from your favorite stations offline. Introducing iHeartRadio Plus and iHeartRadio All Access. Your radio now on demand. What's the Buzz Popcast, America's best podcast, is with you live and in living color. And the pastor is here. The pain in the arse is here. You? And, the mad dog and me, here. right? <laughs> you know what? Listen, Paul. <laughs> Not in front of the pastor now. Come on. We are talking about why people hate their jobs. And is it worth it? Is it? Is the money worth it? Is it? Is your time, energy, and aggravation worth it 
Mm. We're going to look at a little something tonight. I have um, something, and uh, I want to show this. It's an interesting um, little video I put together. And, of course, you know, we're calling this show tonight, um, Is Your Job Worth It? You know, and you think about what people have to do. First of all, if people are lucky enough, blessed enough to get a job today. Yeah. You know, what do you have to do to keep it? Well, I, I suppose the answer to that is open-ended. Um, if you work for a shoddy company, it doesn't matter what you do. Nobody's going to fire you because they need the help. Um, on the other hand, if you work for a, a more upscale company, they're much more choosy and discriminating about who they hire. Mm. Uh, such is the case with any Fortune 500 company, mm -hmm. uh, any company that uh, is involved in uh, high finance, uh, of course. Probably the one job that's easiest to get, and this would be my guess, having been in this business a long time, too. My family was, anyway. The restaurant business. Oh, oh yeah. Everybody and their brother at one time works in a restaurant. You know, I grew up in the restaurant business. Uh, my father owned restaurants and he owned bars, and that's what he did. But let's take a look at um, at some of the things that people uh, might be concerned about, or some things. The differences between Amelia, we, you and I talked about this before. Yes. The difference between a boss and a leader, for example. Uh, you had team leaders where you were. Yes. You also had a particular boss that had it in for you. Oh, absolutely. Well, let's talk about this. Also, you, Pastor. Yeah. The differences, even within the church. Oh. The difference between a leader, a church leader, and a church boss. So let's talk about this. Here's what bosses uh, typically are they're demanding, they rely on authority, they issue ultimatums, they say I a lot. They use people. They take the credit for your work. Mm. They place the blame on other people, and they say, go my way or the highway. My way is the only way. And then on the other hand, a coach, a leader would be somebody would be like a coach. They rely on goodwill. They generate enthusiasm. You'll want to go to work there. They mm. say we instead of I. They develop people and they give credit where it's due. They accept the blame for themselves. They say, let's go and not just go. And there's strength in unity. As I always say, there's always strength in numbers. Yes. And I've been saying that <clears throat> all my whole life since I was a teenager. So let's talk about the differences between bosses and leaders. Pastor, I want to pull you up on this one. Let's pull this down here for just nope. a second. I'm going to bring up the big camera here. Okay. Um, give me your um, your ass assessment of in the church because this is well, be an interesting conversation. Your assessment of uh, somebody that would be a bad boss in a church. I I I me me. You just said it there. Mm -hmm. Um, because a, a house divided will fall. Now, of course, every church needs a leader, an under-shepherd mm -hmm. of the parish. Um, but again, it's a pastor's job to be more of a coach and encourager because, again, it's group effort. It's not sure. a me. It's not, And there are yeah. some people that enter ministry with that attitude. Yeah. And it's only for their own self-glorification and an ego booster yeah. because they have a sense of authority. So I've been... Um, Actually, I've worked under somebody that was like that, and um, it was the worst thing ever. And I'm going through a situation right now at one of the churches that I'm kind of dealing with that. Right yeah, now. you know, I'm I glad though <clears throat> that you don't handle your church like that. No, I, I see the way that you and Pastor Dave um, work together. Yes. Do and I brought him on board, you know, mm -hmm. um, because for a while it was me and then Cindy playing the music, and, yeah. you know. But now that we have an assistant pastor, he does our Wednesday night Bible studies, yeah. Let me tell you something 
it's a group effort. Oh, sure. It's not about I I'm the type now. Years ago, I was doing a lot. I delegate. Yeah. It takes everybody together mm-hmm. to make the kingdom of God. Jesus said that. Itself. Oh, sure. You know, that's what the body of Christ does. But anybody yeah. that wants to just be all about themselves, they're doing it to be um worshiped and take away from God. So to well, say. yeah. Well, you, you saw what it says right here. It's uh, the whole idea is you know, they want the credit. Look, they take the credit. Yep. How many times have we seen, you know, in in real time, practical jobs where you go to work and you do something great and the, the boss, the, the, the district manager comes in. <laughs> and oh, he's DMs. ready to ream the boss an asshole. Yeah. Right? And... He says, oh, well, no, I, I did this. I did that. I, 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 Yeah. They take credit for somebody. And then you got a whole team of people looking. These guys like, is he fucking kidding? Did he just say that to the di- district exactly. manager, the DM, you know? And they look at each other like, you're, you're, you're playing with us, right? You're playing <laughs> with us. I saw that happen yep. recently on television. You know who Gordon Ramsay is? Of course. Yes. Right? The famous he, chef, right? He's some yes. personality. Yeah, he's an interesting character. He really is. <laughs> he's almost a dichotomy. Um, because he's as ruthless as he is kind. I know. Which and he is a tr- Well, that's tr- kind of like me. I mean, I'm okay. I guess I would say not as harsh, mm-hmm. but he, he is harsh. Yeah. He can be harsh. But it's interesting. He's a very interesting guy. Yeah. I saw him talk to a restaurant owner and the guy did exactly what i just did he's i i i and me 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 and the the waitresses were lined up against the wall looking at each other like and they're, oh, they're talking yeah. out of the side of their mouth like did he just say that is she for real <laughs> did yeah. he say that at the golf Please? resort the restaurant yes i remember that episode yeah mm-hmm. exactly this is what I'm talking about. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. Let's take a look at this. The pros and cons. Here's the general consensus here. The pros and cons. Good pay, a feeling that you're working for something uh, complex that others can't. Well, let's be honest about it. Anybody can do a job if they're trained to do it. That's right. Okay? But you can get a monkey to do anybody's job as long as they know what they're doing. Um. The flexible hours is always a good thing. People, you know, they like the fact that they can they can make their own hours sometimes uh, or they have a, a boss that's willing to work with them. That's right. always a good thing. Um, flexible hours, easy to locate new jobs. Well, the problem is they're not always easy to locate, uh, especially in these times. Sometimes you have to travel to go to work. The cons of of working today, especially a full-time job, are hellish hours, but it's a workaholic's dream job. Some people thrive on stress, a lot of time around large, risky events, the occasional true feeling that you have the responsibility of the company on your shoulders. Sometimes that is true. It's rare, but, but it's often true, especially in regional jobs Mm -hmm. but now we're going to talk about the advantages now i know that the if those of you watching this are probably saying well i can't read that mad dog fear not i'm going to read it for you i got it right here some of the advantages and i'm only going to give you a handful steady income full-time employers are legally obligated to pay their employees an agreed fixed salary each month or week, depending on their pay schedule. Mm. They're also required to pay legally mandated tax and pension contributions while honoring uh, commission payments and bonuses earned if you work under a bonus structure mm-hmm. as agreed upon in a, an employment contract. The employee receives the same amount of pay each month, giving them financial peace of mind. And that's a, what a lot of people work toward. They want to have a, a build up a nest egg. Mm-hmm. You know, I was heard that, you know, 
build up a nest egg, create some financial security. Absolutely. Uh, have something, you'll, you, you've heard it growing up, have something to fall back on. Okay. That's what everybody that, that says, you know, have something to fall back on. You want, if God forbid you lose your job, you got a little bit of something, little pattern. Right, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fixed working patterns as a full time employee, your employment contract would set out working structures which define the days you're expected to work. For example, uh, maybe you have Sunday and Monday off. So your schedule is Tuesday through Saturday. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or maybe you're lucky enough to have the weekends off. So you're Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. Like Amelia, she, she don't work weekends. <laughs> right, Neil? Right. There you go. <laughs> um, but the uh, the benefits of that are you know when you're going to be off and you know when you're going to go to work. Even like my schedule was weird because I was off Monday and Tuesday and I worked Wednesday through Sunday, hmm. which was great for me because I got to do all of my shopping and pay all my bills and everything on Monday and Tuesday when people were open. Because when you're right. off on the weekend and you're working all week, nobody's open on the weekend. No. You know? You got to pay the bills online yes, now, but back then you open. couldn't. The electric company ain't open. No. Phone company wasn't open. Well, now we were bad. Phone company, that shows you how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. AT&T. Yeah, at and Oh, my God. Mom Bell. Jeez, we Mom. had Southwestern Bell. Oh, <laughs> But that's the thing. Here you go. Another advantage that people don't think of. Vacation time. Paid time off. Mm -hmm. Full-time employment also requires company to offer their employees paid leave and vacation <clears throat> time for which they will be compensated. This can be anything like sick leave, paid holidays, uh, paid off for certain bank holidays, for example, mm -hmm. Christmas, Easter, these are all, you know, traditionally paid holidays. Mm. Paid leave varies from employer to employer, but most offer, and most people still do today. Most people right. do uh, mm -hmm. a minimum leave period, or maybe from like three days, it might be six days. Go ahead, Pastor. No, 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 I'm with you. I know. Oh, okay, cool. Now, some of the disadvantages of... um of working this kind of crazy schedule mm -hmm. is that people don't generally, and now we're going to get into the, uh, the, the nuts and bolts of why, why people hate their job. Most right. people, and let's, let's just pull this up here. Here we go. Most people who hate their jobs hate it for one of three important reasons. Number one, they hate their boss. Mm-hmm. Number two, they hate right. traveling to work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have to travel out to work. Yes. If you want yeah. a good paying job, Amelia, you don't know how lucky you are. She got a job. What was it? 15 minutes from work, 20 minutes from home? It's like about 10, seven to 10 minutes from home now. But I, in Tampa, it was like 30 minutes from home. From work yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, do I do that for one of the churches I cover. Mm -hmm. Right, twenty-five minutes away from here. Wow, Oakland. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it is. It sure is. And for those and the the okay, as I said, it's work, the work, travel, the boss. What do you think the third reason that most people hate their job? Yes. What what would what would constitute to you would be the most egregious reason to hate a job? Not feeling appreciated and negativity. Believe it or not, it's on the list, but it's not number one. I would say it's either going to be pay or the hours. You just nailed it. The pay. Mm -hmm. They don't feel like they make enough money. No. But that goes into what Pastor was saying, because the number two was not feeling appreciated. Yep. Mm -hmm. But the number one answer that people hated their job was they didn't feel like they made enough money. Right. Especially think about something. Think about this because it's important. If you have to travel 30 or 45 minutes to a job, 
Think about how much that's cutting into your paycheck. Sure. Oh, yes. It's going to cost you probably a hundred bucks a week in gas. Oh, absolutely, or more, depending on your the gas where you live at too. You know how much it's going to be. It's going to cost you at least a hundred bucks a week in gas. That would make yeah. sense. That's that's right off the top of your. You may as well take that off. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Then take your taxes out. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. And oh, then boy. take out your lunch money every day. Nowadays. Yeah, you know, now you got to eat lunch every day, right? Right. And right. The cost of that. Right. You could spend anywhere from five to fifteen dollars a day for lunch, depending on what you eat. Yeah, it's it was horrible because I left the job where I worked at. Now I can tell you it was fifteen an hour. I know it's crazy. Ridiculous! It's ridiculous. But Go up the Wawa, cost you ten dollars for a sandwich for a hoagie. Yeah, yeah like the shorties yeah. are no, the classics are like almost ten bucks. Or a ga gallon of milk is five dollars yeah. now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Buy buy a sandwich this big. McDonald's. McDonald's. It's and honestly, I no disrespect, but I I don't like McDonald's. You ain't alone. I'm not a I wouldn't I saw how they make their food. That's mm -hmm. why I don't eat McDonald's. Oh no, and you know, for some reason when I swallow it, it gets stuck. Yeah, That's just tell me because they're trying to get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hell. <laughs> but even like um a simple cheeseburger or something like yeah. And mm -hmm. a, a 20 piece McNuggets like almost ten dollars now. It's like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, fast well, food. It's hard. The only I enjoy there's only two burgers I really enjoy. What's that? I enjoy Wendy's and Burger King. Yes, me too. That's Burger it. King, I'll take Burger King. Yes, Burger King and Wendy's. Two for six special it. over mm -hmm. over Burger. King. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I won't. I won't do in Burger the mood King for chicken. Yeah. If I'm in the mood for chicken, there's only one place to go: Chick Fil A. That's where I went tonight. Chick fil A. Okay. And they're not open on Sundays because they're a Christian company. Right. There you go. Um, Mia. Yes. You're slipping, kid. Now you said you were gonna do the commercial early because Pastor Steve had to go somewhere. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's well, slipping? The little boys' room. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't gonna tell the people in the audience. I didn't say what he was doing. I just said he had to do something. <laughs> well, Pastor did. But he's back now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because he drinks a lot of water. Oh, I <laughs> That's do. That's a good thing, though, to drink a lot of water. You have to. Oh, my. All right. Um, but here's the other thing, though. And it's important mm -hmm. to talk about this. Um, Because yeah. we're doing a show tomorrow night. We're doing a very interesting show tomorrow night. Um, we are going to talk about why people fall in love, how people fall in love, and why people don't stay together, or in the case, why they do stay together. So we are going to talk about relationships tomorrow. And I think you I've been have in a, several <laughs> experience with relationships over the years. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. Um and Amelia. Yes. You're going to talk about we'll be here for three hours if we start talking about your relationship. God. <laughs> I should tell people it's gonna be a long night tomorrow. I didn't have that many really boyfriends growing up. Be quiet. <laughs> you, oh my God! Please, yeah. I was a good girl. Amelia's relationships. We'll be here till nine thirty. I was a good girl growing up. Before. I might have to do a two or three parter for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, what me being a good girl growing up? Sure. In Texas, yeah, I was a good Texas girl She got around. Yeah, <laughs> engaged once and only had five boyfriends. Okay. Your husband told me to say that, and I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> nah, he's lucky he's on the hospital bed right now. <laughs> you want to tell everybody what we got coming up, kid? Well, I know that we next week we were going to do an election thing, but I think we're going to change our minds a little bit about well, yeah, that. Yeah, we're not so. going to do that. Mm -mm. I, let me tell everybody what's going on. We were supposed to talk about the pre-election um, goings on tonight and then Tomorrow night, we were going to cover the election. I decided, you know what? I'm not had it up to here with politics. Me too, at this point. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting and, there myself. And, and Amelia and I decided, yeah. do we really want to do this bullshit? Because First yeah. of all, it, it's all bullshit, number one. Number two, we already know it's fixed. Yep. 
Uh, and so there's, there's, why are we going to pretend like it doesn't exist? Yeah, and then yeah. President Trump supposedly is uh, above him in five states. And I'm going to say him because oh, he's not my president. <laughs> See this? Hold on, folks. There's your election. Yeah, that thing is not Biden my president. Fetterman, it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. John Fetterman <laughs> and Joe Biden. <laughs> Uncle Festerman. But, yeah, uh, Uncle Festerman is Next real. week, we're still deciding about that. But the 20th and 21st, we're going to discuss about being thankful. Yes, we are going mm. to talk about being thankful. Amelia has not yet picked out a, a show topic for next week. We're still talking <laughs> about it. So I, I think maybe we'll just surprise everybody and just like shoot the shit. like The mystery it. show. Yeah, we used to do a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, we did. We just picked a certain William, topic or just talked about those stuff. Show, you know what's funny, though? Those mystery shows we used to do actually got a lot of response. Mm -hmm. People like the way we bullshit. I yeah. think really what it is is Amelia pinpointed it. People like to hear me holler at her. Yeah, he does holler at me a lot, too. I do not. Don't give <laughs> my wife any more... You know, ammunition to throw me <laughs> under the bus. Because she already thinks I holler at you too much. Too I much. You hear that? Anita, I do not holler at her. I just, I talk loud. That's it. He You're said, Italian. You have an he excuse. said too much. Yeah, you mm -hmm. got to be heard, right? <laughs> just like that's, me. <laughs> that's my story I'm sticking to. You know, I said you're Italian. You got an excuse. Exactly. I'm here. That's good. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. So if I start speaking in Spanish, it's because I'm pissed off at somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does that. You, you know that'd be spicy right there. Yeah, yeah I, I understand. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, what else we got coming up? Tell everybody what's coming up. Yeah, we haven't really decided for the end of the month as of yet. So we still are going to be talking about that as well. What's coming up in December and January? Well, I in uh, January is my... Uh, new show that you're going to help me host for a little bit <laughs> for a little bit i got rookered into doing this he did wrestling not. show again oh no no it's <laughs> called ring the bell and That's, our first yeah. episode will be on january the 10th wrestling with the future presents ring the bell yes why don't we give everybody kind of a little sneak peek of ring the bell sure why not you want to, you want to see a little bit of it sure let's do this i'm going to pull this up i don't think pastor Mm -mm. I've seen this. No, I don't. I don't really so. don't think he's seen this. No, not a lot of people Do you have. Remember, if Amelia, if we showed this to Pastor yet? No, we have not. Well, let's take a look. Watch this. All right, let me pull this little. Yeah, I'll do it for a little while. For a little while till I can find a co-host. She rookered me into doing this wrestling show. He volunteered. Yeah, but I volunteered. I had no choice. You had a gun to my head. <laughs> I don't own a gun. See, how, how can I have a gun to his head? He lives in... No, it was a loaded finger, though. It was like nah. one of these <laughs> I played the fist. <laughs> right? <laughs> nah, well, you know, I said to her, she's going to get a co-host. We're trying anyway. Yeah. But it's really hard to somebody get somebody knowledgeable in you wrestling. Know, it's hard to, to get somebody, yeah, for real, that knows it's, what they're talking about. It's right. everywhere. And I was talking to someone, even with the churches, nobody wants to commit anymore. No. That's the biggest thing. Anything. How many times, Anything. Amelia, on the show have we talked to people <clears throat> that we actually brought them on the show? Remember? We did. Uh, we had so many different co-hosts, co-hosts to they won't they don't want to commit no we went through what five or six of them five or six of them at least that many everybody's tired we're all tired yeah. i got well, one guy i i let him go in the middle of the show he did 
I, I, I said, go, go, leave here, please. Just the wife <laughs> ended up taking over the show, and <laughs> he was like, uh, yeah, um, um, yeah. I, yeah, I said, go, get, just get out of here. He couldn't put like a, you know, have a nice day all together and say, have a nice day. Yeah, and I said, really? well, you know what? Yeah. Let me take oh. over this question for you. I got to tell Steve the best part. His name. He had a great name. Yes. Huh? Jerry Lewis. Sounds like his personality. Jerry Lewis had that same kind of. Jerry Lewis was an asshole. Yeah, I know. Okay. People don't know that. Jerry Lewis, this, you know, guy that raised, you know, a hundred billion dollars for M, you know, muscular dystrophy was a prick yes. in real life. Yeah. He was a prick. That might be a show idea one day. We'll talk about the interesting dichotomy of people, yes. funny people. Why are funny people funny? Chevy Chase is another one. Or the celebrities of to Prince tend to be a nice. Miserable, but Chevy Chase found Jesus, though. I know mm -hmm. that. Yeah, he, did. he found he's Jesus, so he's a little bit easier to talk to now. And Alice Cooper but, did too. Yeah. Well, you know why? Look, here's what happens, and it happens every time a celebrity feels their mortality. Here's what they do. <clears throat> Jesus help me. God help me. That's what they do. When they know that their mortality is in question, they reach out for help. Yep. Because they know that they don't want to leave a legacy that is, oh, he died sick. Well, guess mm -hmm. what? You're human, you're going to die. If you die sick, if you die healthy, if you die whatever, everybody's going to die. Right. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how many people go see your movies. At the, look. Look at Matthew Perry for <laughs> 54. Yes, very young guy. He was a good dude. He had money. He had fame. He had friends, no yeah. pun intended. But he didn't have a hold on his demons. Yeah. He still had, I mean, Amelia, let's be honest about it. He yeah. had a drinking issues. Drugs. All the time. A pills. Drugs. Um, pills and he would take yeah popping pills mm -hmm. whatever his reasoning was yeah mm -hmm. you'll never get into somebody's head and know no. you just you just won't because people do what they do for very private reasons the public person you see is not the person they no. are well yeah I'm Good example of that even being a pastor, it's mm -hmm. everything. Well, that's well, the same. Not only that, but I've I've known, and you know this to be true. I've been around a lot of famous people, a lot, mm -hmm. and I've met some of the nicest people and some of the most miserable sons of bitches you ever saw. And here's the funny part: comedians are the most miserable human beings. What did Mark Sod can tell us? Yes. Remember what Mark Sodkin told us? Oh, yes, about Laverne and Shirley and everything. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Miserable, miserable yeah. people. He talked about, you know, some of the, the people he knew that were you know, Richard Jenny, people like that. Richard Jenny was, he committed suicide. Yeah. Sam Kinison, uh, um, uh, Chris Farley drank himself to death. Mm -hmm. This is the, these are people. Who's you're talking, talking about hating your job? These are people who got paid millions of dollars on television and movies to make people laugh, but they couldn't stand to look at themselves in the mirror. Right. Just you like know? the saying, what happens behind closed doors, you know, we don't know. Exactly. And that's the key. And we I think we're gonna do that one night, Amelia. Behind closed doors, like, yeah. You know the show that we did on Bob Saget was an eye opener. Yes, for a lot of people, it was. It it uh, people were like, "What really?" You know, a lot of people yeah. didn't understand certain things. Sure. With Absolutely. him being alone, that's a that's a key right there. Why would you travel yeah. alone? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. This has been a great show tonight. Well, I think we did a. A pretty good job, a respectful job. And I thank you for doing this show because I wanted I got a lot of stuff off my chest as you went, you know. About you want to tell anybody job. to go fuck off? Go ahead. <laughs> my old job, my old manager, even though she's pregnant, which I don't What's care. Her name? 
First and only. Val. Val. Hey, Val, on behalf of Amelia Pitbull Chapman, go fuck yourself, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. On behalf of Amelia Pitbull Chapman, oh. on behalf of Steve LaRowdy Rev Kwiatkowski, I'm the Mad Dog, Angelo DeCipio. We'll see you tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Same time, same place on What's the Buzz, America's Best Podcast. Good night, folks. <laughs>